0: Welcome to the Total Soccer Show. My name is Ryan Bailey and we have a very interesting show for you today leading off with an exclusive interview with USMNT youth prospect Kobe Henry who today as we record on Tuesday June 14th broke the USL transfer record with his move from reigning USL champions Orange County SC to Stadrem in League 1. Florida native Henry started his career in the youth academies of Orlando City and into Miami before taking an atypical turn on the pro player pathway to the other side of the country when he joined Orange County. After signing in August 2020, the precocious centre-back made 16 appearances in OCSC's 2021 USL title-winning campaign, forming part of a backline featuring former US men's national team defender Michael Orozco, former Glasgow Rangers FC defender Rob Kiernan, and former MLS All-Star kevin alston henry has represented his country at under 17 under 19 and under 20 level earning the captain's armband on several occasions and in november 21 at the age of 17 he became the first active usl player to be called up to the full us men's national team for a friendly game against bosnia and herzegovina and he was called up to greg berhalter's most recent winter camp Henry has now officially joined six-time league 1 Champions Rem for a deal reported by ESPN's Jeff Carlisle as being worth $700,000. That's a deal that could rise to millions with bonuses and sell-on clauses. The deal significantly higher than the previous record set just a few weeks ago when Diego Luna moved from El Paso Locomotive to Real Salt Lake for $250,000. So, in the first part of this podcast, I'm going to be talking to Kobe about his career so far, his thoughts on the USMNT, his pathway to the top, and much, much more. After that, I'm going to have a chat with Orange County's President of Soccer Operations and General Manager, Oliver Vees. OCSC describes itself as a pioneer of the model of creating opportunities for young players to move directly to Europe, breaking the mould of traditional college or MLS routes. And I suppose you could say the proof is in the pudding with Henry and three other instances in which they've sold talent to European clubs in the past two years. OCSC executed the first ever player move from USL to the Bundesliga by sending Brian Cayo to VfL Wolfsburg in early 2020, followed by the transfer of OC native Aaron Chavantes to Glasgow Rangers in late 2020. Most recently, Haitian forward and 2021 USL Championship Finals MVP, Ronaldo Adamus was transferred to Sundsvall in the Swedish Allsvenskan and is now starting for that club. Wonderful stuff. So Orange County, who were bought and rebranded by a local businessman by the name of James Keston in 2017, they seem to do things a little bit differently. They pitch themselves as a Southern California talent factory, which is doing things right from a recruitment perspective. And they're able to execute deals across the Atlantic. And they're doing a lot of interesting things off the field too. I've noticed they're doing a lot of community initiatives. They're doing partnerships with punk rock bands. And they're putting together a team that's putting butts on seats out there in Irvine, California. So I'm going to be asking Oliver about all that and much, much more. But right now, you're going to hear the interview with Kobe Henry, the exclusive interview to TSS, I should say. And by the way, I'll add at this point, that um, Kobe's agent is Brad Friedel. Yes, that Brad Friedel. And Brad was actually on the interview too. And at one point, um, I asked him a question. So you're going to hear uh, Mr. Friedel coming in on the interview as well. Okay, uh, Kobe and Brad coming up right now. And then we'll hear from Oliver Vies after that.
1: You gotta slap
0: So let's get straight to it, Kobe. Uh, congratulations on your transfer. How does it feel to have made the leap from USL to Liga and to have broken the transfer record? Thank you
2: so much. Man. I mean, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and to be able to further my career uh, in Liga and at a higher level. And, and I'm just very grateful for this opportunity.
0: Have you learned any French yet, Kobe?
2: I, I'm learning a bit. Uh, uh, it, it's taken a bit. It's, it's a bit difficult. But I'm learning slowly.
0: Excellent stuff. I'm sure you'll pick it up pretty quick uh, once you're there uh, day in, day out. And also, you're potentially defending against the likes of Leo Messi and Neymar this coming season. How how, how does that prospect feel for you?
2: Uh, that's crazy to think about. Uh, of course, I need to go over there and, and put in the work and and uh, develop and and do my thing over there so I could hopefully get these opportunities to play against some great players.
0: Kobe, are you prepared for a different style of play in France in terms of uh, different physicality, different amount of time on the ball. Have you been thinking about how the game is going to be different for you?
2: Going yeah, through? I mean, I'm very open to to learning how to cope with a different style of, of play. And it will just help me for the future and, and allow me to gain more knowledge of, of the game overall. So uh, I'm very prepared to to see how I could change my game a bit or improve my game a bit to to cope to the style of French football.
0: Yeah, it should be amazing. So, Kobe, if you had to describe what kind of player you are, what would you say?
2: Um, I would say that uh, I'm a very physical and aggressive defender who also has very good ability on the ball and and can read the game pretty well. And uh, I would like to say that I have some good uh, leadership qualities and, and, um, yeah, I would say those are, are my strengths and how I would describe myself.
0: Are there any players you grew up admiring any, uh, defenders from back in the day or anything?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, have always loved Vidic because I'm a Manchester United fan. So I've always loved Vidic and, and Rio Ferdinand and their partnership. Um, to this day, I still watch videos of them playing together. Um, and more recently, I really like Van Dijk and Rüdiger.
0: Yeah, those are pretty good role models. I'm sorry to hear you're a Manchester United fan. I'm sure it's going to get better for you, Kobe. Um but the, we're seeing, <laughs> I'm sure it will. We're seeing lots of Americans uh, going over to Europe in the last few seasons. Do you think that says something about the talent that the U.S. is producing?
2: Yes, of course. Uh, this The talent we have coming up in the, in the youth and in the US right now is special for sure. And um, I really think that if these players put in the work and, and we all continue to develop more, that there'll be a uh, opportunity coming out of uh, uh, the US.
0: Definitely. Um, so you're from Florida, you were in the Orlando and into Miami youth systems. What persuaded you to come to California?
2: For me, it was uh, the plan that Orange County had in place for me. Um, from the very first day, they, they sat me down and showed me the plan that they had for me uh, to eventually go over to Europe and to develop in the USL League. And when I'm ready to to get my opportunity to, to move abroad, and that's what really drew me to the team, as well as the, the figures that they had on the team, such as uh, Michael Roscoe and Rob Kiernan are two very big role models for me, and I've learned so much off of them.
0: So it seems like Orange County had a model of pairing um, young players with experienced players, like you mentioned. Was do you think that's a good a good system that helped you?
2: Yeah, so one hundred percent. Especially as a center back and a defender, uh, I learned so much uh, information about the game in general and just um, their careers and and whatnot. And uh, so yeah, I think it's a very good thing to do. You
0: um you grew up playing in the. MLS Academy system was it a difficult decision to move over to USL when you did or was it was it made an easy decision for you
2: for me uh, Orange County the the plan that they had set out for me uh, I knew that that is where I wanted to go and that is where it would help me reach where I wanted to 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 reach in the future and what I'm doing right now so uh just the plan that they had for me and how uh they in there were to my development It uh, really allowed me to, to put all my trust in them
0: okay and can you talk a bit about your time in usl obviously you had some success you won a championship after all uh was there a highlight moment was was there some really good times you had
2: of course i mean i i think the the championship has to be the highlight moment and especially the the couple of weeks leading up to the championship because for me that is when i truly experienced a a really good bond with the team like and we really had a brotherhood at that time um, leading into the championship Uh, so that was definitely my highlight in the league but I'm I'm a very big fan of the league I I think it's a really great league league to play in and develop young players as well.
0: That's awesome and you mentioned sort of the brotherhood between the players have you met any of your new colleagues yet?
2: yeah, I've, I've met uh, a few, but uh, hopefully I, I get to meet some more when I go over there.
0: Okay, and how about the coach, um, Oscar Garcia, Have you spoken with him much?
2: Um, uh, hopefully I'll get to speak to him uh, more when I go over there and, and learn more about the, about him as a person.
0: Brad, can I ask, have you had any words of advice for Kobe in terms of making the move over to Europe?
2: Uh, yes, I think you should ask. Uh, you can ask Kobe that. Of course I have um it's a big move um but Kobe Kobe's a very mature uh mature young man and uh and he will uh, he will be able to take everything in, in stride and if he ever runs into any uh any issues or where he needs something i am here the entire agency's here um but one of the one of the greatest things about this move is it's an amicable move on all fronts so he always has Oliver and the guys at Orange County to fall back on and ask questions to because everyone as I said earlier, worked as a team on this.
0: Um, Can we talk a bit about your time with the national team as well? Obviously, you've played at several youth levels. Uh, Most recently, um, you're in Spain where you managed to beat England. Congratulations on that one, Kirby. Um, What was it like when you were in the senior camp um, back in the winter?
2: Yeah, that was a a great experience. Uh, I'm really grateful for Greg Berhalter for allowing me to come to the camp. And uh, it was great to see what the level is. for the men's team and, and to see where uh, i need to be striving to to be at um so it, it was great uh meeting the guys as well um so I had, a, I had a great time
0: did you have much interaction with greg berhalter was there any any feedback any conversations you had
2: yeah well, i mean he, he's a really great coach he just told me to uh keep going and, and keep doing me and working hard and uh, i got to see his coaching style and and how he interacts with the team and every player and it was really good like uh, he's a very great guy to have a conversation with
0: that's fantastic so what's your dream kobe is it to is it to play for the full usmnt is it to be up on the biggest stage
2: yeah just the biggest stage possible is what my dream would be obviously i I would love to represent my country um with the men's national team and, and that would be a a very good uh achievement uh if that were to happen uh but as well as just playing on the biggest stage possible and and pushing the limits in my career that's fantastic
0: now obviously you're very young but you've you've reached an important stage you've got into a, a club in the top five league um do you credit orange county do you credit usl with the the player path where you've been provided and the development that you've had for for getting you to this point
2: Yes, of course. I I have a lot of credit to, to give. Uh, first, I would like to thank my family. I mean, They've sacrificed so much for me to get to this point. And without them, I wouldn't be able to, to be here. So I would like to thank them. Um, I give a lot of thanks to Orange County. Uh, they've pushed me to become the player I am today. And they've provided me with the platform to, to succeed and to develop as a player and... And get to this point uh and also bradfield and promo sport uh, my representation for allowing me to get the opportunity to go to orange county as well as the move to this great club so yeah
0: that's fantastic do you think you'll miss california
2: um yeah a bit i'll definitely miss orange county definitely definitely miss orange county um so yeah uh, i'll miss california and
0: um what, what are you most looking forward to in France?
2: Uh, just getting to work. I, I'm so uh, motivated to go over there and, and develop and, and do well so I could potentially get an opportunity. So I just can't wait to go get on the field.
0: That's awesome. Are you picturing it in your mind? Maybe that first game when you go on the field in Liga and you've got the crowd there and it's, it's a very different experience to what you've had before. How, how are you picturing that?
2: Oh, my. I, I, I just, I, I can't even have words for that right now. I mean, it's something great to imagine, but hopefully I can make that into a reality when I go over there.
0: Well, I wish you all the best, Kobe. Congratulations on the move. Thank you very much for chatting with me today. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: So get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code T-S-S. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code T-S-S to get 20% off your first order. Thank you to Mack Weldon for sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before?
0: So, Oliver, thanks very much for joining us today. Um, can you tell me how you arrived at Orange County? Jesse? I know that you played in the California area for a while, but how did you uh, land at this club?
3: Oh wow! I came to the United States in '94. I was uh, part of the Swiss youth national setup, and there was obviously World Cup going on, and uh, I was ready to leave the Swiss first division because I always wanted to be in America. I used to travel there a lot of times before. I think it was a great decision uh, to come ultimately and live in America. Uh, from a soccer perspective it's very clear that in 94 uh, soccer was nowhere near what it was in europe but sometimes you make uh, decisions in that define your life and so after being in america came to california got involved obviously played a few years had to uh, retire prematurely due to uh illness uh, but got then involved into coaching youth soccer been in orange county now for 28 years uh, had the opportunity to start become the head coach of the OC Blues was that was before the renamed to Orange County Soccer Club uh, eight years ago. But then it was very clear. I didn't want to be a head coach for a living. I always enjoyed the business aspect of, of soccer and had the opportunity uh, then to turn into the general manager and then president of soccer operations of Orange County Soccer Club and build a USL championship club that the entire community can be proud of.
0: Fantastic stuff. Can you tell us a bit about Orange County's pro pathway? To me, it seems you've shown there's another route. You don't have to sign for an MLS team, not necessarily go to college, but you can go through USL uh, and, and make that transition to Europe.
3: Yeah, I think, look, we all know, and specifically Ryan, you're from England, obviously as well too, the most talented players starting at age 14, 15, 16 are in a professional environment. Uh, in America, too many times, these top talented players play in local club soccer teams where they're dominating and coaches don't want to push them on because they believe if they would lose their best player, you know, he would hurt their team. Where obviously in Europe, it's a natural process, or matter of fact, anybody else in the world. So we wanted to make sure is at Orange County when James Keston bought the club six years ago that we really, uh, are working with the local soccer community, find the most talented players through relationships with the clubs that are already established here, but also with international contacts or contacts around the United States to attract the most talented players to come in at a young age Be a professional player and learn what it means on and off the field. Now, you obviously have to commit, and it's a process. You cannot just do player development over a year and then expect results, right? And so what we've done is we have partnered up with all the local youth soccer clubs who then would send us the best players. But four or five years ago, the USL championship level was not where it is today. So you could have probably played a few more younger players and still do well, where nowadays it's very difficult to play top young players when you have one more or two of them at the same time and still try to compete. And let's be very honest, as a professional team, your goals got to be got to be dual ambitions. You got to try to win championships. And we're fortunate enough to win one last year, but also develop players. So I think it's the current structure that we put together with a full time reserve team. And obviously, Kobe Henry's now uh, transfer shows that it's working.
0: So I understand Oliver getting players from the local infrastructure, but how does it work when you're scouting someone like Kobe, who came from literally the other side of the country? Can you tell us about the process of scouting and and how you come to find a player like him and how that works with your your, uh, talent uh, accumulation system, if you will?
3: Yeah, no, well, first and foremost, you know, you've got to have a great team. And and the one aspect that works uh, in Orange County Soccer Club, we have a club from ownership into technical in the front office. Everybody's aligned what the goal is. And that is very important. That also includes a head coach who understands that these young players should be playing when they're prepared for it or having an an IDP manager that works specifically with the players extra off the field, the things that you need to do and you cannot do in a team setting. But then you also need to have great people in recruiting, right? We're very fortunate in Peter Nugent. We have a top sports director who actually used to be the head of recruiting for Blackburn Rovers back in the Premier League. So he's very good at what he does. He has great connections and obviously – He works very closely with uh, clubs and teams around the world and locally. And then we have scouts in the local market who report to him and then work for it. So we have a clear structure how we recruit players. We know what we're looking for. We have profiles for every player in every position that we're looking for because ultimately recruiting is difficult. But once you actually have the player, the hard work works, right? Because now you actually have to make something out of the product and get him integrated. So I think we have a very unique player pathway because we are actually partnering up these young players with some very senior players who've played on the highest level. For example, Kobe Henry's, he's played the last two years, alongside Michael Orozco, who's played almost 40 times for the U.S. national team, but also alongside Rob Kiernan, who used to play for Glasgow Rangers. Uh, and so they learn not only what it means to be a professional on and off the field, but these players, uh, the senior players, are clear role model for us, and they make a difference in the development of these players alongside with the coaching staff.
0: So is that the Orange County secret sauce to pair the young and inexperienced players with uh, some experience, some, some players with some experience on their shoulders?
3: I think it's a fine balance that shows dividends for us. Specifically, I think last year, if you look at it, we've always been in the playoffs Uh, But to win a championship and have a 21-year-old forward in Ronaldo Damos, right, that we took on from UCL League 2, ended up being the MVP of the final. And then we sold them afterwards to GFE Sundsvall in the uh, Swedish First Division. It shows that you can bring in these young players if you have the right players, develop them. And then go, I mean, he's actually came in as the third striker uh, in row, but he outbeat everybody else. But he learned also from a player like Thomas Senevoldsen, who was one of the absolutely best player in the league and played for Denmark. So I think pairing these young, talented players with very experienced players who played on the highest level who can help guide these players along is truly for us probably the most important aspect of it.
0: Uh, your owner, James Keston, said the young U.S. player is the most undervalued asset on the international transfer market in all of global soccer. Do you agree with that?
3: Yes, 100 percent. And I think what you also, the way we looking at it is there is so much talent in Southern California alone, right? In a matter of fact, alone in Southern California, I think we have three or 400,000 registered players, probably a couple more hundred thousand players that are not registered, more registered players than for example, and then we have in all of Switzerland, right, which is in one area. Uh, So if we do a good job and we really find the right players and develop them, These should be players that have not only a market value for us, that's why we call them asset players, but ultimately should be going through the ranks, make a difference and play for the U.S. national team. So, yeah, I 100% agree with that statement and it's something we want to take advantage of.
0: So on a recent episode of the Total Soccer Show, Oliver, we had a discussion about some predictions for by 2030, X, Y, and Z will happen. And my co-host Joe Lowry said, by 2030, the U.S. will be in the top 10 for nationalities represented in Europe's top five leagues. I think currently it's around 30th. So that that's about eight years to do a big jump to get into the top 10 nationalities. Do you see that as a possibility, the way things are going?
3: Yes, I strongly believe, I think I will tell you this, when I came in 94 to the country here from Switzerland, even just by seeing around the local youth soccer scenes, I've seen such a diversity of players, such talented players. And I always said, wow, these players will be in any other country in the world. They will be developed accordingly. They will play in a local club and ultimately end up with the top pro team, right? So if you look now at the development of the U.S. since then, the players are now, the American players are not only playing for small clubs, second division clubs. They're actually playing now for teams that compete for Champions League, teams that play for European Cup and actually make a difference. And I think that was a very important step for the American player. Naturally, the MLS has gotten better, but they're still recruiting a lot of top foreign players, right? And not as much the young players, because let's be very honest, MLS coaches don't keep their job because they're developing players and sell them they're keeping their jobs because they're winning championships. So I think the USL championship is an ideal market where, of course, we also want to win. But as I said before, if you're fully aligned, your coach should never lose their job when he plays young players because that's part of what the club wants to do. So I think we're moving that into Europe. we develop developed better younger players. And as I said from day one with Colby, Orange County was never going to be the end piece for him. We were just a very important piece in developing in between 16 and 18 when he's actually able to transfer. And what we feel now Now, we're sending a player over there that has been in a professional setting that's learned from a great staff who's played on the highest level, played alongside players that played on the highest level. He's prepared. And I think if more of these players go over and play in the top leagues in Europe, then these players will ultimately have a significant impact for the United States national team. And will hopefully someday have a chance to compete for a World Cup and and be exactly what we just discussed.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that, about the the coach not having to develop talent in MLS compared to, say, USL. Do you think that's a key advantage of USL, then, that there's more of an onus on development?
3: Look, I want to be very respectful for the MLS because they spend a lot of money in there. But it's very clearly, if you look how many young players are actually playing, and there's obviously some teams who are focused on that more than other ones. Mm -hmm. But it's really about winning championships because I think the MLS is very clearly wants to establish itself as a league that can keep their best talent at home and develop the league, be one of the best leagues in the world. Where we're saying in the USL Championship, of course, we're building a league as well too, but we have the distinctive advantage that we actually control the player rights 100%. MLS is still a single identity league, right? We control our club at 100%, so we can do business with any club as anywhere else in the world. And I think that gives us an advantage over them. Do you have an
0: opinion, Oliver, on what the US is doing right in producing talent in general and maybe what it could do better?
3: I think you still ultimately have to bring the entire country together and believe in a common philosophy. What I mean with that is if you look at some of the great European teams, everybody knows how they play. They're sticking to their plan and they develop the same kind of players over again. It seems when a successful generation moves on, there's a the next generation, right? I will say I think the U.S. for the first time actually has a next generation of players, as we discussed, that can play in the absolutely highest level. So what I think the U.S. has done a great job in actually getting more talented players playing. I still think in the old days we've lost some of the most talented players to other sports because it was a more prominent thing to do, maybe financially better if you were going to the NFL or the NBA or in baseball. But I think that has changed dramatically. And soccer is obviously the most uh, played sports uh, among youth in the United States. And I think with the sheer amount of talent and players that we have, the United States will just continue to grow. What I think we have to make clear that every player has the opportunity, no matter where they play, is it in the MLS, USL or independent leagues, to be actually seen and have the opportunity to play in the next level. It cannot be based on finances, right, which a lot of times, pay in paying clubs you have to do in the youth so i think as we can continue to grow and develop the game and find the best talent and put them at the right age into a professional environment the same way we do here at orange county then the future for you as soccer is extremely bright
0: now you guys are obviously doing something very right in terms of your recruitment oliver but how hard is it to spot talent at a youth level how hard is it to identify a a young teenager and say that guy's going to be, you know, the next big thing? Or do you even think that way when you're trying to recruit a young player?
3: You know, I will tell you this for us, the most important thing is actually the mentality of the player. The players that we have signed, uh, we obviously all know that he's talented. Otherwise, we would have never had a conversation with him, right? And he's come recommended. But when we sit down with the player and sit down with the family, we always say it really becomes a joint teamwork, meaning between the club, the front office between the player, the agent and the family. And for example, if you want to use Kobe Henry, we obviously invited the entire family from uh, or Miami to over here to Orange County. Uh, Education was very important, both of Kobe's family, uh, obviously the mom and the dad are in education, have high demands of is also a standout student, right, who could have gone to every college in the United States, and he wanted to make sure that the environment is right, because let's face it, you're, you're bringing a 16 year old from the East Coast, wherever that is from, and being a professional environment. And being a professional player, there's ups and downs. How do you support them in the downs? And how do you have a system in place that really protects them? So I think the mentality that stood out with all the young players that we've signed, is it Aaron Cervantes? Was it obviously uh, now with Kobe or Francis Jacobs, that they have a drive to be successful? And then everything else, I believe, can be taught in the right environment, as long as they have the necessary talent. So I think it's a combination of both. But the players, we believe, have long-term careers are the ones who have the right mentality and also the right support system from the family. Because we for sure will put a right environment together from a club, but he has to be more than that. And I think if you look at that and put an entire package together, then players like Kobe Henry can go on and develop in the USL championship for the next level.
0: And looking more generally at USL, what are your thoughts on the idea of promotion and relegation coming to the league and the leagues?
3: Listen, growing up in Switzerland, there was nothing more exciting or worrisome as a player when you were either uh, weren't going to have a chance to get promoted, which I was part of, or potentially you get relegated, right? He adds another dimension to the game. I'm all for promotion relegation. Now, would it be great you're taking a USL and like last year when we won the championship and you want to have had the opportunity to go into uh into the MLS or the next level, of course, we would have taken the franchise value from, you know, probably tenfolded it, right? But we also need to understand that that was not possible. But I think within the USL ecosystem, it's very much possible. And that's something that will be very exciting because I think I will add a different dimension along with switching to the European, uh, you know, playing circle, because I think that will be great for transfer markets when you have, you know, matched up schedule. So I think the USL definitely has some great things, at least they've talked about and it will be great to implement them. And I'm definitely all for promotion relegation.
0: So Orange County is a pretty unique club, I would say, on and off the field. You've got lots of cool community projects going on. I see you're doing a partnership with Social Distortion, the punk rock band, which is pretty awesome, and you guys have a good game day experience. So my final question for you, Oliver, is can you pitch me? Why should I come down to Irvine to Championship Soccer Stadium to check out an OCSC game?
3: You know, I will tell you this. If you come, no matter if you're a diehard soccer fan or you just want to go in to get a game or have a great time with your family, we have everything. We have a top quality product on the field. We have a very exciting uh, uh, you know, atmosphere, diehard fans, but we also have something for everybody. We have a great uh, family fun zone that when maybe some of the kids who don't want to watch 90 minutes, they want to go and, and do some other activities, which is part of the American system, right? We have that. But I can also tell you is that we have a team full of players that are great role models. We have a staff that's 100% dedicated to it. And for actually what you're getting, what it costs you for a ticket with free parking to get a great show, you will not find a better ticket in town. So I would hope we have a lot of soccer fans that come because we want to build a soccer team, but I can assure you we welcome everybody who wants to be part of our Orange County Soccer Club community.
0: That's fantastic. And have you got a few diamonds in the rough in the team coming up who might get some some big sales coming up in the future?
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, I can tell you this. We had a young man in Correta, Osandina, who just scored the game winner last week for the U19 national team against England which is always nice. And you can imagine that with Kobe Henry's transfer, uh, set a new standard and we're very hopeful that maybe Corede and a few other guys that we have in our lineups, including Francis Jacobs and Alex Villanova might be even toppling that uh, record transfer we just put on together now. And we'll see what the future holds here at the end of the year.
0: All right, Oliver, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you very much. I am sold. I'm coming down to Irvine. I'm going to come check out again.
3: Can't wait to see you, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me. Great work. Talk to you very soon again.